Ever felt frustrated being told PMS, heavy bleeding and cramping are just normal parts of life? You're not alone. I loathed my monthly cycle for decades. That all changed when I earned three health coaching certifications discovering something incredible. Your period is vital. It is an outward sign of your inner health and it holds the key to unlocking your full potential. I've been there battling heavy, painful periods and I turn them into cycles with minimal PMS and cramping. Today, I'm on a mission to share that information with you. Pour a cup of your favorite drink, get comfy, and grab your headphones as we embark on a candid and empowering journey of self-discovery. Together, we'll demystify menstrual cycles, explore cyclical living, delve into natural birth control, and guide parents through those crucial period talks with tweens and teens. It's time to break the taboo around menstruation and embrace the wisdom it holds. I'm your host, Heather Allmendinger, and this is the Embracing Flow Podcast. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Embracing Flow. I'd like to introduce our guest today, an expert at Embracing Flow, Julie Hill. Julie, welcome to Embracing Flow. I'm so happy that you're here. Hi, Heather. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm going to introduce you to our guest. Julie Hill started her career over 13 years ago, being a work-at-home mom presenting romance enhancement products to women. She soon realized that it was her life's passion. She also became pregnant very shortly after starting. So it works. These products work. After learning from medical professionals for 13 years and earning certifications in sexual education, she became a professional in her own right. She is now a certified coach for intimacy and relationships to help women and couples further their relationship goals. Her coaching company is called In Bloom Intimacy and Relationship Coaching. Julie, I am so glad you're here. You were one of my launch partners. If you didn't hear her earlier episode, it is number two. Please go back and listen. Hi, I'm so happy to be here and, and be here with you. Thank you. You're welcome. Julie, you took us on a little journey in episode two, but can you take us on an even bigger journey? How did you get to where you are today with this growing coaching endeavor that you've started? So, um, so I actually, I went to college. I graduated from Temple University and believe it or not, while I was there, I, I took a speech course and we had to write and, and give a speech. And I chose to write on anorexia and bulimia because I had people very close to me that were going through both of those things. Um, and I, what I, I really talked about, like how the social, not social media, but like the media back then, not social media, um, really affected that kind of stuff. Um, so I did that. And then I also took like a writing course and I took a tour of adult world, which is one of those like toy stores in the area. And I wrote an article on that and I interviewed them. Um, so I wrote an article about that. So that really should have been my first clue that this is like really where I should have been. Um, but I actually started selling advertising and then I got into marketing. Um, I was in the beer business um, doing marketing and, and stuff, but I wasn't truly fulfilled. Um, I, I kind of liked what I did, but I wasn't really fulfilled. And I went to a party and I just, I loved the whole experience. I loved the girl time. And honestly, I just wanted something extra fun to do on the side. I never thought it would be anything because I didn't really know what it really truly entailed. But 
after getting involved, we got trained by sex therapists and gynecologists and pelvic floor doctors, and we were helping women. We were helping couples. I helped some uh, some women actually get pregnant. Never thought I would say that. Um, <laughs> like it's just it's so fulfilling to have that that experience and be able to hear from customers saying thank you, like you helped me with my relationship and stuff. So. Like it wasn't, it's not just like some people might think like, oh, it's just, you know, you sell toys and stuff. And like, no, it's much more than that. It is so much more than that. So I continue to do those parties and I absolutely love them because then I get to connect people one-on-one and I get to educate them. And that's my favorite thing to do. Um, But I, over 13 years of doing this, I just kind of wanted more. And I've noticed that my customers need more. I know that they've been struggling with their relationships and want to hear more about how they can get the the help that they are looking for. So I decided to start the In Bloom Intimacy and Relationship Coaching. And so I'm really super excited about that. I I am too. And yes, it's, I understand that calling to kind of be in a, a kind of conversation topics that nobody really wants to. And I actually attended my first party. I've been interested in those kinds of parties, but never really got into it. I went to my first one. I was like, okay, these are fun. <laughs> I yes. wouldn't mind going to more of these because it is girl time. It is self-care and I love yeah. it. So can you tell us more on what you are really passionate about when it comes to the work that you do? I know you do the counseling, but I also know that there are points that you discuss during when you do your presentations that are extremely important for us to understand and to become aware of? So first and foremost, like empowerment is my number one um, and education is empowerment. So I I love to educate. Um, You know, I'm all about girl power. Like that's what drives me. I just, I just want women to feel pleasure and I want them to feel good about themselves. Um, There's too many women in this world that have to deal with you know, like maybe abuse of some sort that they could have, that they went through me, me personally, I was, um, I was physically abused by an ex-boyfriend. Um, and I know so many women that have been, and they, it's just, this world is not kind to women. And I just want them to feel beautiful and feel great about themselves and have great pleasure. Um, so one of the things that I talk about in my, at my parties that I never, ever leave out is always use a lubricant because it is so important. And why is it so important that we have to, we are, it is highly recommended to use that lubricant. So there's so many reasons why you might need a lubricant. Um, So like, you know, as we were growing up, we just, you know, everybody just said, oh, when you get older, you get dry and you need a lubricant, almost like making you feel like less than, you know, if you have to use a lubricant, which is so wrong. Um, but yes, hormones and age can make you need a lubricant, but there's also alcohol, stress, antihistamines. If it drives you out I'm here or up here, it's going to dry you out down there. Antidepressants, birth control, um, and um, pregnancy. So, so many different reasons. But every once in a while, I'll come across someone that says, oh, I don't need a lubricant. I'm so good in that department. And I'm like, like seriously cheering you on because- how many things did I just list that most of us could be check, 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 right? But what happens is if you don't use a lubricant, see a lubricant acts like a protective barrier on your vaginal canal. You don't have that protective barrier 
every time a penis or an or a toy is inserted, it can leave microscopic hairs on the surface of the vaginal lining, and then scar tissue forms. Continue to do that over time without using that lubricant as a protectant. You're going to keep building up scar tissue, and then you're going to end up having painful sex later in life. And I know of people that this has happened to. This is why I just want to scream outside. I just want to put it on my car. Everybody needs a lubricant because women are physically getting hurt from this stigma. And so it needs to end. And, and spit is not lubricant, correct? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> and 85% of, of people with a vulva that tried a lubricant versus using it without said that sex was much more enjoyable. That is amazing. I know yeah. that, yes, hormones, they do decrease that lubrication. It is, it's a natural part, especially right after ovulation. And we are usually our most lubricated during our fertile window because of the high estrogen with um, ovulation approaching. That cervical mucus helps take that sperm and um, feed it, but also take it up into our uterus so it can wait for our diva egg whenever she decides to arrive. <laughs> So, right. <laughs> but any other time, if we feel dry, we're going to be dry and we can, we can open ourselves up to a lot of yucky stuff. So thank you very much for that. Yeah. I know that this topic is kind of difficult to have, but how can we talk about sex and just all this stuff with our kids? So I actually, I was at a training and I had, I had the good fortune to be in a class uh, regarding like how to talk to your children about sex. And I have a daughter who is a tween. Okay. Um, so it's, it's funny because, you know, she said like, you, you want to make sure that you answer your, your child's questions as they arise, you know, as age appropriate, but just answer their question. And don't say anything further and just say, did, did that answer your question? And if they have more questions, then answer just that snippet and then, and then move on. Um, but one thing that she said that stood out to me, which was so funny. Um, so with her child, at some point they said, oh, mom, what is coming mean? And she was like, oh, I'm not ready to have this conversation. What, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? But she asked. She confirmed the question, what do you mean by that? And her child said, oh, it says in this book, coming of age. What does that mean? Right? Oh, so gosh. that just goes to show you, make sure you clarify what it is you're answering <laughs> yes. before you answer it. Because they have a child's brain. They do not have our brains. And they do not have that stigma that is that is ingrained in us from when we were young, that like all these things are, oh, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. It's really not there. It's to them. It's nothing like it's just about their body. Yes, I've, I've heard that before, even when they ask mommy, where do babies come from? Start off simple, single statement, mommy's belly. And if they have a follow-up question, simple, easy to understand. You don't need to go into all the other detail because it is going to overwhelm them. Right. I, you know, when my daughter was young, the first time she asked me, but like, how does it get in the belly? 
I'm like, well, yeah, the woman has an egg and the man has a sperm and they come together and it makes a baby. I'm like, oh, did that answer your question? Yeah. And that sufficed for a few years. And then she was like, but how, finally, but how does the sperm get to the egg? And I was like, okay, well, the, um, the penis goes into the vagina and the sperm goes in to get the egg. And she's like, is that the only way to do it? And I'm like, I mean, yeah. And I love it because then she was like, so does that mean daddy did that review to get me? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, he wanted to do that? <laughs> so funny. How old is like, that's just how it is. How old um, was I she? Think she was 10. I think she's okay. 10. She's 11 now. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it, it's kind of an age appropriate question, especially because I'm, I'm pretty sure that they taught, they're started to talk about menstruation because that's about the age that they start at some schools. They have yeah, that special late, class. It's later in this year for her, but I've already, I told her about menstruation a couple of years ago because I heard of scary stories of people getting it and being terrified because they didn't know what was going on and they thought they were dying or something. So I wanted to make sure that she knew, like, and it's her body. It's, there's nothing wrong with telling somebody how their body is going to work. No, so. I, I agree. The earliest I've heard is seven. Yeah, I think she was probably about seven or eight. Well, no, the, the girl had her first menstruation. Oh, that she had a first. Okay. But yes. yeah, I told, I think I told her around seven-ish. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, that is great. And I know that even with my courses for teens, we talk about the hormones and how those hormones we have to outthink our hormones. Our hormones are kind of telling us that we feel a certain way, but it's really not us feeling that way about somebody. It's adrenaline that get, keeps us awake at night and doesn't want it and keeps us from being hungry. It's serotonin that makes us feel closer to somebody than what we really are. So it's thinking through those hormones. Is it my hormone or is it really these feelings? So it's right. it's great that we touched on being very simple, simple, unflowery, but straightforward answers to our children's questions because they have them. If we don't give them an answer, you know this, where are they going to find the answers? Right. YouTube or their friends or something. And it's also important to use the correct terms. Penis, really vulva. They really should know vulva. I mean, vagina, that's like saying like, a man like um a man has a a mouth and you know we have a throat like <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> correct terms uh are very very important so that way if there is an issue they can communicate what was touched what was what is hurting and understanding where the vulva is what the vagina is, what the cervix is, the uterus, all of those are super duper important to be able to, for them to understand where they're at and what they do. Right. And I know some people like they, they make like call like a cookie or something like that. And like, that is, I know you're trying to be, you know, you're well-meaning with that, but it is just a body part. Like it, they, cause we feel like with our background, um, from the time that we were um, growing up is that like this is like dirty words but they're not dirty words they are body parts 
And that's all your child is going to know is that their body parts, unless you instill that same shame on it that we had. Yes. Uh, I heard of a story that a mother taught her daughter that it was a cookie. And the daughter went to school and told the teacher that her uncle was eating her cookie. And the teacher thought, oh, well, that's really nice that you're sharing your cookie with your uncle, not realizing mm. what was really right. happening. So yes. that is an important part on why we need to teach the proper body parts to our children. Because yes. if something is happening and they don't feel comfortable talking to us for some reason and they feel comfortable talking to somebody else, then that's coming out and you can help your child work through that trauma. Because that is trauma, correct? Oh, 100%. And you need to make sure that they um, that they are understanding consent. And they understand that like this is, this is your personal area. And nobody should be touching that personal area but you. Um, and then, you know, as they grow older, you know, they're only somebody should be able to touch that area if you say that it's okay for them to. When it comes to relationships, you, can you share how to build, if you're feeling disconnected from your partner or you want to build intimacy with your partner, are there some things that are some tools that you can give us to help us build a stronger intimacy or relationship with our partners? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously each situation and each couple is unique, but generally speaking, um, communication is huge. Um, you know, ex expressing, you know, if you, if you feel a disconnect, um, and especially like if it's something regarding like the sex that you're having, uh, maybe you aren't really liking something or you like something that they did, but they're not doing it anymore or something like that. Make sure that you're, if you're having a conversation with your partner about that, do it outside of the bedroom. Don't do it like during the, the sexual interaction um, because that can be like a little like confronting. Um, so just kind of do it like if you're out for a walk or whatever, like, by the way, you know what? I really like that one thing that you did that one time. Do you think you could do that again? Uh, <laughs> do that a little bit more or like, you know what? I kind of like that. I feel like maybe we could use that as a jumping off point for maybe something more that's around that. Like maybe if you're getting into like spanking or something like that. Um, the other thing is like, you know, just touching, just touching more, even just throughout the day, touching an arm. And so it doesn't need to be sex, but studies have shown that just a little bit of touching in a relationship can greatly increase intimacy. Um, so definitely utilize that and massage. Massage can be a really great tool for touching to increase that intimacy. And we have some wonderful massage products that are warming, like a hot stone massage type thing. We have like soy massage candles that just melt into massage oil and you literally just blow it out and pour it on your body. And it's just warm massage oil. It's not burning at all. And so it's nice, like, and um, you're getting that sense of touch with your partner. Um, and then, it, you know, it could end up with sex, which is a lot of times the goal. Um, but, <laughs> and the other thing with the, with the candle that I tell my, my customers at my parties, what I, what I love to do is tell them to put that, put the candle on the side of the bed, like on the bedside. 
So instead of like saying like, hey, you want to have sex? You know, like if it's like, if it's feels stale and like you're just sick of saying like, I, you want to have sex? Put the candle at bedside, okay? And just say, whenever we walk in the room and the candle is lit, it's on. So it's a nice little subtle way, whether you're using it for the massage anyway, it's still, it's still like a, oh, okay. They're in the mood. You yeah, know, it, it's better than the uh, sweatpants tied on at a certain, that, you know, you're like completely cut off. This is, this I, is a way of opening it without actually going and saying, I want to get it on it because the light's right. on. It's, you know. Are there some ways that when that candle's on, your partner lit it to politely say, not right now, maybe later tonight? Oh, yes. I mean, if you if you don't need to, like, I know, a lot, especially for women, we feel like we have to say yes. We do not have to say yes. No, neither partner has to say yes. Um, you just simply, you just want to make sure that, that you say, like, you know what, I'm just, I would really like to but I'm really tired right now, or I have a really bad headache. So maybe can we do it tomorrow or something? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you know, as the person that is being quote unquote rejected, they might feel that rejection like it's like it's because of them. So it would be nice if, you know, if if you are um, saying no to just be like, you know what, I I just can't right now. Um, but I really, I love you. And I definitely want to do that. Like, let's see if tomorrow works or something, um, for either partner to say, um, because I think that that kind of, it makes it so that the person is like, okay, I mean, it sucks that we're not going to have it right now, but it's not me. They're not, it's not that they're not attracted to me. I, I saw somewhere that it said, even saying not right now, but if I change my mind in an hour or two, do you mind me waking you up? Yeah, you can do that too. I mean, it depends on the on the person. I mean, my husband would never be okay with me waking up, so I wouldn't even ask that question. So, like, because I know the answer. <laughs> and and somebody would be like, "Hey, you know what? I'm good. Anytime, wake me up. I'm ready to go." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it's also it's okay to to plan it, whether or not you utilize the candle technique you can, it's, it's okay to plan it. Like if you have really busy schedules and maybe you have kids and sports and all this stuff, I know sometimes people think that like, that is like, oh, well, that's not sexy to schedule it. Okay. But then if you don't schedule, it doesn't happen. So, and it still can be sexy and you can like, like, oh, it's coming up. We're going to do it, you know? And you can even like send like sexy text messages to each other you know, grab each other on the butt, you know, leading up to it, like just like when the, if the kids are, are in the other room, just grab a butt real quick or something, you know, just different little flirty things leading up to it. And then it's like, then there's that build, you know, and you know that it's happening then. So then the excitement grows. Yeah. It, it's going back to our teenage years when we just could, or in our first, when we first started dating and we just couldn't keep our hands off of each other, you're just bringing right. a little of that back. And it yeah. does help you feel younger and it, it, it does increase that relationship and intimacy. So thank yeah. you very much for sharing those, those, those tools. Cause it's important. We have to keep that communication open now for yeah. those who are currently single. 
either choose to be or are looking to start a relationship. What can they do? What are some tools that are available for them to, you know, during ovulation, we are a very high libido. We, but some of us may not want to go and find just anybody to help us with that. What are some tools that we could use if we find ourselves in that situation? Well, self-pleasure is a wonderful thing. And it's an absolute wonderful thing. And especially like, like you said, like you, you're single and you may not like, because your libido is so high, you don't want to just go with anybody. So self-pleasure. So get your satisfaction from that. So then when you find a connection, it's a true connection and not one that is just because you want them, (laughs) you know? Um, So you can use your, your head instead of other things, right? Um, but self-pleasure is amazing. So we have, there are so many toys out there and they have so many different kinds that are just amazing. They're mind blowing these days and rechargeable, which is fun. (laughs) And of course we have to go back to the, the rule, the number one top rule, lubrication with the toys, lubrication with your partner. Say yes. Yeah. Go ahead. You had a oh, thought yeah. there. So I was I did have a thought. So um going back to the lubricant. So I know like I really want to stop the stigma with everybody um about the lubrication, you know, because there is such a, a stigma around it. Um and so I want everybody to know that that's something that's needed. However, being single, I understand that there is still that stigma and you don't want maybe sometimes you don't want your partner to know right away that you're using a lubricant. So something that you can do to make sure that you are protected, okay, is take the lubricant. If it's a water-based lubricant, you can take a few pumps of that, rub it in the inside of the vaginal canoe up to 12 hours prior to anything happening. So if you're going out for the night and you think you might meet someone or you're going out on a date with somebody for first time or second time or third, whatever, put that in, you know, so then you have it ready to go just in case. And then if something strikes up, you're getting in the mood and your body starts feeling it. Your natural lubrication will trigger the, um, the reactivation of that lubricant. So then you have the protection and bonus. Your partner's going to be like, oh my God, I did that. Like, yeah, yeah. you're amazing. Yep. You are amazing. And it, <laughs> the, the other thing I heard, and please tell me if this is incorrect, but even when you go for your annuals, if you're going to go see your OBGYN and that spectrum that they put in, to, if you put that lubrication in beforehand, you don't have to worry about it feeling sticky as they're doing whatever yes. they're doing. And I've actually heard of people, especially consultants, because we all know about the lubricant um, you know, the fact that lubricant is so important that a lot of them bring their own lubricant with them. Because the lubricant that they use is made for medical use. And it's so like sticky and slippery and everything. And it's gross. And then it's like you're slip and slide in after the appointment, you know. (laughs) So if you bring your own good lubricant, like, can you please use this? You're going to be so much more comfortable. Yeah. I know every time I go in, I used, I almost always have to go to the bathroom beforehand. So if you're like me, you can always just go in, have that lubricant in your purse, 
use the restroom there before you put on that lovely gown that they give you and yeah. you're good and then they'll be like oh yeah. and you're more comfortable in an extremely uncomfortable situation in an air-conditioned room where you have no clothes on <laughs> right <laughs> i mean or if you're comfortable i would literally just hand it to the doctor and say like can you use this instead yeah and that what, what are they gonna say like no yeah, exactly. I, I, as long as it's a good lubricant. And yes. some lubricants have sugar in them. So yep. like, for instance, KY has sugar in it. And sugar breeds yeast. So you should never use any lubricant that has sugar in it or put anything near the, the vulva area or vagina that has sugar in it. Um, so you do have to be careful as to what lubricant you are using. Um the one that I, uh, so the ones that I have are all natural. So, um, you know, and only have like a few ingredients in it. So I'm, I feel very confident about those, but just make sure that your lubricant does not have anything like that in it. And all lubricants, um, expire after one year. So if you have a lubricant that lasts that long, make sure you get rid of it. Cause I've had people get infections using it after expiration. That is good to know. Is it just, does lubrication come in just a water-based form or are there different bases for lubricants yeah so there's there's a uh, silicone based lubricants. um so water-based lubricant is like more like your natural lubrication the silicone lubricant is more slippery that one is usually more useful for either prolonged intercourse uh water um water sex or backdoor play um there's no natural lubrication back there so silicone is the best for that and as far as water play goes, when you're using a water-based lubricant in water, and if anyone, if you've ever tried to have intercourse in water, you thought it was going to be super sexy and it wasn't because nope. you're like, oh, this could feel as good as I thought it was going to, because your natural moisture is going right into the water. It's dissipating right into the water. So that's exactly what the water-based lubricant's going to do. So it's going to be like, it's not there, but silicone will stick around. So that's what silicone is great for. However, you do have to be careful with silicone-based lubricants because most of the toys today are made out of silicone. So if you're using it with a toy, you cannot use a silicone lubricant with it because silicone actually melts silicone. It actually causes a chemical reaction. It will burn itself. Um, so water-based is very important to be using with toys. But silicone does have its place for uh, prolonged intercourse, water, water sex, or backdoor uh, is that with, so with the backdoor play, I know that there are tools for that. They are made so that way they can be used with the silicone-based lubrication, correct? Yeah. So there are some, yeah, there's so, so there are some that are, that say specifically for backdoor, backdoor play, or there's hybrids where they're um, water-based and silicone-based. So because it has the water-based in it as well, it makes it so that it can be safely used with a silicone toy. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for all of that information. Oh my goodness. I am just mind blown by this <laughs> wonderful information that you shared with us, Julie. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Where can we find you? So, um, so I have a website for the parties that I do and, you know, you can also order online, um, and connect with me through there. It's juliesbedroomboutique.com. And then my coaching website is inbloomintimacycoaching.com. And then I also have um, on Facebook, it's just Julie Hill on Facebook, but um, I have a VIP group on there that is 18 years and, and older women only 
private group. Um, it's Julie's Bedroom Boutique VIP group. Thank you so much for sharing that. Before we go, do you have any wise words of wisdom to take with us? Make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Self-care is 100% the most important thing in anything in your life. Um, because if you're not fulfilled and you're not, you don't feel taken care of, then you can't experience the pleasure that you're looking for. You can't give pleasure or connect with your partner correctly. Um, you, you can't pour from the empty cup. So that's why a lot of what, what I do is not always just the connection with your partner. It's about self-care and, um, you know, and self-care can look like a, different things. Self-care could be just like, you know, showering and feeling nice or going get a pedicure or meditate for five or 10 minutes, you know, something to treat yourself. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. Self-care is not selfish. It is a necessity in our life. It will help with our cycles. It will help with our mood. It will help with embracing the flow of just what life throws at us. Thank you, Julie, so much for taking us on an enlightening journey into sex, talking about sex with our kids, uh, into relationships and touching it, this has been an amazing journey. Thank you so much for, for taking us on the, this trip with you. Yes, absolutely. I'm so happy to have been here. Thank you so much, Heather. You are welcome. All the links can be found in the show notes. Thank you listeners for spending your time with us today. If you found a nugget of wisdom or a moment of empowerment, my mission is accomplished. Do you know someone who could benefit from this information? Please share Embracing Flow with them. Until next time, love hard, laugh often, and as always, be vividous. See you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today on Embracing Flow. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow the show, submit a rating and review, and share it with your friends. Visit my website to receive your free PDF on four ways to decrease PMS. The link is in the show notes. Until next time, love hard, laugh often, and as always, be vividous. Be vividous.